everybody and welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I am a Chicago musician and a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a show that specializes in issues that are really relevant for musicians and creatives. Um, but other people might find it interesting too. Today I'm really excited to be talking to Emily Jane Powers who's, who's tank top I am repping right now. Um, she's a good friend, we've been on tour together, and she's a great songwriter and a great guitar player, and uh, um, she agreed to talk with me today about about how things are going for her, where she's at in quarantine. I'm just going to, I have a mic set up for playing later, I'm just going to turn it off because I hear a little feedback. Okay, hopefully that will help. Hey Emily, I see you, I see Josh, I see Carrie, hey guys, hey Cleo. Thanks for joining. Um, so yeah, let me just tell you a little bit about uh, about the show and what I have coming up, and then we'll bring Emily on. Um, so, like I said, this is a, a show that I started to be sort of a space for musicians and creatives, and kind of specializing in mental health and mental wellness, and um, you know, kind of just what it's like to get through life right now during the pandemic and quarantine and. You know, my idea behind the interviews is that sharing stories, hey AMZ free giveaways, thanks for joining us. Um, my idea is behind sharing stories that other people are going through that, that can be helpful sometimes just to hear somebody else's experience and what they're feeling, what they're uh, doing to cope, and um, just kind of also giving us a space where we can all kind of hang out and say hey. So um, feel free to comment. I love, love when you guys comment and uh, interact, and if you have any questions for Emily, uh, please, please send them along. So, Emily, why don't you hop on, and then while you're doing that, while you request to be on the video, I'm going to talk about the guests that I have coming up. So, tomorrow I have Owen Ashworth is going to be on the show. It's also at 2.30, and he's the founder of Ordinal Records. He um, also, his, he has a project called Advanced Bass. And he, just letting Emily in here, also was behind Cassio Tone for the Painfully Alone. So he's he's got a lot of a lot of years. He's also got a family. I'm excited to talk to him about his family experience with with you know being a musician. On Monday, I have Daniel Signs. Hey, Emily. I'm just Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm just wrapping up the the upcoming guests. Oh, that we'll, sounds great. We'll talk. So on. Monday, I have Danielle Sines, who is, uh, her band is Impulsive Hearts, and she is also a, a working professional counselor, so we're going to talk about mental health and music, as well as what she's up to. On Friday, I have Peter Oren, who's a, a label mate of mine on Western Vinyl, and he just released, or he's about to release an album in a few days, and so we'll, we'll talk to him about that and how he's doing, and he's down in Indiana. And on Saturday, we have Tinsy, who's a Chicago artist. Um... And she's also got a lot of good stuff going on right now, and there are more guests to be announced shortly. So, so that's what's coming up. So let's move to Emily. And uh, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling really good. I got a really good night's sleep last night. I've been staying up a little bit too late, and I went to bed early last night and intended to sleep in, and I did those things. So, um, Why have you been I, staying I, up late? <laughs> Why? Yeah. What have you been doing? Um, just trying to keep busy. I definitely tend to be, uh, I tend to do a lot more of my like art at night, um, more of my creative work. So 
I've been working on cleaning the room that I'm currently in um, so that it's more accessible to all the things that I like to do. Um, so I've been just playing music and working on some sewing and stuff like that. So again, it's usually just that my nature is to want to stay up late longer and I can now. So I have to be careful of that. <laughs> you can't now? I can now. No, I can't. Oh, I, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to be in bed for a long time. I was in bed for 12 hours. So I felt good about that. I had a goal and I did it. And then um, it made me feel a lot better today. So good. So is this your creative room? Is this a dedicated to or what is your what is your space like here? Yeah, this is a shared sets room. In the background. Yeah, so this is a room that um, I have a two bedroom apartment with my husband. And so this is sort of our spare bedroom. Um, and this is where we have a it's mostly my desk. It's kind of supposed to be a shared desk, but desk and all our music stuff's in here. Um, my sewing stuff and all my other sort of like weird crafty things. So um, I'm working on trying to make it a more of a shared space and an accessible space for both of us. So, you know. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just, just also, there may be, I mean, this happens all the time with this, but there may be a little delay. So I don't mean to feel like I'm interrupting you at moments, but there may be a delay in how we're hearing each other too. So no, no worries. And I, I hope the internet's okay back here, but I guess we'll just find out and see. <laughs> Take it yeah. as it comes. So Okay, so, well, first of all, thank you for coming on and agreeing to kind of share what you're going through and how you've been impacted. Um, what, to kind of get us oriented, what, what was a typical day slash week for you before um, quarantine started? Um, every week and every day was just a slightly different, but... Um, I'm an educator, so I'm a math teacher. So I sort of have to stick to like a pretty regular academic schedule with that. So I teach in the morning and then I usually tutor in the afternoon and then I work on music at night. So my day is usually broken into those three segments. Um, the hours of each day is slightly different, but that's like usually, I'm talking, I guess, in present tense about that. This is all past tense, <laughs> um, well but. Yeah, that's what, that's what I used to do. That's what I would do if we went back to sort of a normal um, lifestyle. So it's, it's easier for me to sometimes quantify time in terms of a week as opposed to like a day. Um, mm -hmm. And then usually I have band practice. Um, we've been working on an album, so we would have band practice pretty often. Um, like how often? Um, we, we were practicing probably on average once or twice a week to go into the studio. And then, you know, we were just like drilling, like working on that and then just trying to keep things sort of fresh. Um, where do you guys, where did you guys practice? Uh, Sound Space. So in West Town. Oh. It's pretty close to where I work. Uh, so, and I don't even know what the status of that is. You know, I haven't been to the space. I haven't done any of that yeah. since all this started. Um, so I don't know if we'll be returning there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a sad thought. Um, so, okay, so that's what it looked like before all this change. And mm -hmm. now what does your average, I guess, week look like? Yeah, um, so I'm still able to teach remotely. Thank goodness. I feel really, really lucky to still have a, a steady job. So uh, the schedule of teaching is really different. But typically I do remote teaching, a little bit of tutoring um, that's almost completely vanished. And then I work on music. I've been working on music a lot more, actually, now that I'm home. Mm -hmm. all the time and I've been again working on the space to try to make it 
just a little bit easier to work on music. Um, but mm -hmm. I have a lot more, it's weird. It's like, I have a lot more time, but I don't feel like I have, like, I don't emotionally feel like I have more time. Um, like my days feel like they're broken up into like small three hour moments. Like maybe I'll teach a class within three hours and then I'll like go play music for three hours. And then I'll like obsess about something and get really upset about it for three hours. And then I'll like eat a meal <laughs> and then maybe the cycle will start all over again. <laughs> so it's, it's like when I get through a day, it's like, geez, I can't believe it's still whatever day it is. Um, so time has uh, really broken itself down into almost incomprehensible segments. It's really weird. Um, so does it feel faster or slower to you? Does time feel faster and slower to you right now? Uh, it's kind of just depends on how I am feeling, like what's happening within that three hour segment. I, I have found mostly the time has slowed down, but I just like, I get to the end of the day and I cannot believe it is still that day. Long day. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah all the days feel very long. Um, and you know, on days that I feel good, that feels good. And on days that I don't feel good, it, it's just like, can this just end? <laughs> that makes so, sense. Yeah. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, but when all this, when all this happened and all this change, how was that for you? Um, it was really hard. Um, you know, I, I don't live super far away from my parents, but my parents are in Michigan. So like my first concern was like my family um, and not being able to see my family um, was really hard. I was very scared. Um, I was really scared for my friends, all of my friends. Um, I think just, I was scared. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of people were feeling like they were looking at the news and it just like didn't make any sense. And I would look at it and just, just totally panic. Um, I mean, I, I struggle with panic in general. I, I've always have, but I feel like the, the things that I used to have control over, I definitely had, didn't have control over anymore. And then I didn't, I wasn't able to seek out sort of the comforts that I used to be able to access. Like there are comforts at home, but, um, I don't like feeling trapped and I definitely felt trapped. I felt trapped and scared and like everyone I knew was going to die. <laughs> Um, so, uh, do you, are you still <laughs> feeling that way? Has that, has that shifted at all as time has gone on? That was about, what was that, that the lockdown was it March 21st, the official date of the Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. So it started 21st. I would say that my, um, my sort of feeling, I, I, I we started quarantine on the 13th, um, just because of our profession. That's when we sort of closed down. Um, your, your school, you mean? Yeah, yeah, in terms of okay. the in-person stuff. So the 13th was when I sort of stayed home. But I don't, I don't feel that way all the time. Um, there are definitely spurts of it. I've, I've, I've tried to create a... Um, I've had a lot of reflection of what I do and don't have control over. Like, I feel like I always do, and people do when they have sort of a, a personal crisis or you're part of a larger crisis. Um, and then just trying to take action with the things that are within my control. Um, mm -hmm. so I've got a better sense of that. You know, I have control over what I do when I wake up, like what I eat for breakfast and how I spend the downtime that I have when I'm not working. Um, but most of the stuff that happens outside of my apartment, I can't control. And I've slowly started to let go of that. 
Okay. What, you know, you mentioned before that the things that you would take comfort in before all this happened, mm -hmm. what, do you have an example of a couple of things that were sort of outside the home that you found, you found that in? Yeah, I mean, I'm a really social person. Um, I like seeing my friends and going to shows and going out to restaurants and bars and um, I, I like going out. Like I get, I'm, I'm one of those people that get a lot of energy from other people. Um, so I couldn't do that. I couldn't like, I couldn't get rid of the energy that I had inside me by gathering with other people and interacting with them. And that I feel like is like across the board, my number one comfort is being physically with people. How have you, how has that looked for you now, your social life? Um, I've been doing, you know, just a lot of Zoom calls and phone calls with friends. I've got some regular things that I've been doing. Um, so I've been doing a trivia night. Uh, I've got uh -huh. a poker night going. Um, you know, like fun stuff like that. Stuff that like uh -huh. makes me feel connected with my friends. And there's an element of like problem solving and conversation and, you know, shit talking. I like all that. <laughs> you know, um, so I've been, I've been socializing. I feel like I'll, I'm more with a lot of people that I, I couldn't see, you know, in person. Like I've got friends that, friends in Michigan and uh, a friend in London that I'm seeing a lot more now, which is really like a silver lining of all of this that um, I get to see people more often. Yeah, there's something about this that I think are making people really want to connect with each other. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, before you were... Friend, friendly or friends, but it wasn't happening as often. There's been something about this shared experience, I think. It's been a lot of people are reconnecting with yeah. people they haven't talked to for a while. So well, one of the things that, you know, I have emphasized in this series is just that a routine can be really important right now when, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything is so loose and uncertain. And it sounds as though, you know, just hearing you talk about your day-to-day -day working, um, working on music, and then it sounds like you have pretty regular interactions with your friends. Like, it sounds as though you've got a pretty good routine going on, like things you can kind of count on. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I've obviously been watching all of these little videos that you've been doing, and I think that, like, the, the conversation that you had about routine, I think got me thinking about that routine can be as simple as, like, you were talking about, like, having coffee in the morning. Um, and I think that I've tried to find those things that I do and say like, yes, that is a routine. Um, I definitely think the special things that I'm doing more regularly now uh, with my friends do feel like a routine, um, but I don't feel like I had that when all of this started. Um, yeah. So I think developing those routines, recognizing them as routines and saying like, yes, that's, that's a good thing that I'm doing. So yeah, thank okay. you for helping me think about that. That's, um, I don't know. I, I do think that when you lose, like this was like a, a blank slate, like everything that I feel like I had in terms of routine got washed away. Yeah. And then I had to recreate a routine or recognize what I was doing as routine. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that you are able to find that. Um, yeah. I, you know, I guess I have a couple directions I want to go. I'm sure yeah, yeah. go down them both, but um, you know, one of the things that when we were talking about what dates to do this talk, mm -hmm. we, you had suggested <laughs> this date because this was a day that you were supposed to go in the studio and start recording your album this weekend. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I just wanted to ask you about 
I don't know, I guess I just want to leave it open-ended like that about your thoughts about, about that and, and your album also in general and what you're working on, all that. Yeah, so we recorded the first, the first round of recording happened, I think, in, um, oh my god, I don't even know what month it is now. It's, it's not May yet, right? It's April. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember even when the first round of recording was. We did a weekend and we recorded five tracks and it was like, half the album is done. We walked out of that being like, half of it's done. Um, and so this weekend was supposed to be finishing the, the record, essentially. So like the other four or five songs. Um, and yeah, when we were talking about this, I, I, I did predict that waking up today, I was just going to feel like shit. It was going to be yeah. like one of those days where I woke up and looked at the calendar and somehow recognized the date as, oh, I was supposed to have been doing this. Um, I sort of avoided thinking about the record um, for a while. Um, and when things started to sort of roll out and I realized that this date was not going to happen, um, mm. I feel like I was able to sort of put it, acknowledge that what the five songs that I have recorded and done are really, really good. Mm -hmm. And they are what they are. And I'm just going to put them here and then I'm going to go do some other stuff during that time period. So I don't know when as a band we're going to record the rest of the record or even if what I was thinking originally should be the rest of the record. Um, I feel okay. like all my albums are just like, they're just a moment in time. They're just like a, a auditory record of what's happened in my life and what I'm thinking about. And I've been thinking about whether or not what I'm working on now should be part of that record um, or not, or just not heard at all. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I thought I knew what the record was. It was like this like classic rock sort of just like balls out dueling guitar situation. Uh -huh. And it still is like those five songs still are. Yeah, that we've recorded, but I don't know if the rest of it should be. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Is it mixed? Uh, we're mixing it right now. Yeah. Could it be an EP? So, could be. Yeah, it could. It could. It. it yeah, it absolutely could be. That's uh, that's interesting. That you know, you're talking about how you approach albums and that they represent sort of a slice a time period slice of your life and that's kind of how they're packaged is this grouping of just where it was and do you yeah. do you try to make musical themes or topical themes in them or is it just this is just a picture of what I was feeling and what I wrote and what I made do you make any connections I think I, I do after the fact um, I think this is the first, this is the first set of songs that I've made a, uh, like, like a musical intention behind it. So like, like Restless, for instance, was just, I mean, it was thematic to what I was thinking about at the time, but it wasn't like, I'm going to write this album about like, feeling unhappy with a bunch of shit I shouldn't feel unhappy with. <laughs> but that's sort yeah. of like what that album was. And this album, I think was more, um, you know, I've, I've, over the past couple of years, just gotten really obsessed with the guitar. Um, and I've wanted to make a guitar forward record. I, I felt like Restless, I was like a little bit too exposed lyrically. And I wanted to write stuff that was, I wanted to like let the guitar speak for me. Um, so that's sort of where then the obsession with the guitar, the dueling guitar, the hard rock, like all of that sort of snowballed into what I'm doing now. Um, but I've never really thought about it 
as being like a special thing other than like that's what I'm into at that time. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So when you when you say you were felt a little too exposed by your lyrics with the last album, what do you mean by that? Um, I, I, I intentionally tried to be really direct on that. I've, I've heard from multiple people that they have no idea what I'm singing about. And sometimes I don't believe them. And then other times I do because I don't, I don't know how you would know what I'm talking about. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It's not direct, but I, I really on restless tried to be very direct and, um, I didn't feel very comfortable with that. So I'm like pulling back from that pretty dramatically. Um, the lyrics are still important on the songs I'm writing now, but it's not, it's not about how I'm feeling. It's like observation. It's more outward as opposed to inward. Was the discomfort, was that, that sort of vulnerability, was that your personal discomfort? Was it the response you were getting to that directness? Um, it was my, it was my personal discomfort. I think, um, I definitely feel like more people heard that album. Mm -hmm. than any other set of work I've ever done before. And I don't know, I struggle sometimes with when a certain amount of people are paying attention to me, I like get scared and run away. Um, and by that, I mean like two dozen people. I don't mean like, <laughs> I don't have, you know, like hordes of people uh, like, you know, that are fans, but it's definitely, it's, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm letting more and more people in, but I, I get scared at the same time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a very vulnerable thing. Yeah. So are you emoting through the guitar on this new one? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, or just, and, and then the, the vocals are definitely much more aggressive, but what I'm, it's, yeah, the guitar is speaking for me. I'm making sounds with my voice, but the words I'm saying, um, some of it is really meaningful and some of it's just not. So, yeah. Do you have, uh, in the room that you're in, do you have your vinyl, the Restless vinyl? Can you show us? Um, I actually did a really good job of cleaning everything and it's put away. It's in the, it's in the closet. Oh, on well, shelf. Okay. Well, you know, I will, I don't know if you were on when earlier, but I have your, I'm ripping Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, um, I don't have, I don't have a copy of it. Uh, no, I put I put everything away. I did. I, and I should be proud. I put everything away, Jessica. Everything's put in the spot. <laughs> that's that's a You should be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. This new album. You know, are there certain emotional? I guess themes or just certain emotions that came up over and over again in these like these five to ten songs. Um. I mean, death was a big one. Um, you know, I have I had a family member get really sick and come very close to dying, and that had a pretty significant impact on me um, and and some of the routines in my life as well. And that sort of was something that I was processing a lot. Um, just and then thinking about other people that are close to me passing. Um, it's hard for me to like say that because I haven't experienced someone really, really close to me dying and writing about it. So it's, it's more of, um, you know, it's the anxiety of it's also the realization of, you know, people passing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and some people in my life actually, yeah, actually a, a song is about a family member's uh, funeral. So 
Yeah, maybe it is, but uh, yeah, I think I was, uh, yeah, I'm writing about death. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do, do you have a, uh, <laughs> do you have a, 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 did you have a title for it? The, the album, or do you want to hold that back, or did you not have one? Oh, uh, um, no, I don't know yet. Okay. Oh, I do, but I don't want to say yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, I totally respect that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm right now, I'm just glancing at your notes, or the notes okay. that we kind of wrote each other, because I asked you, like, you know, something so that we kind of go into. What's that? I'm looking who's here, too. I'm, like, trying not to pay attention yeah. to this. It's not distracting. I don't know if uh, Phil and Marissa are still here, but, still here, but hi. Oh, hi, Trav. Dang. Hey, guys, we're <laughs> talking with Emily Jane Powers. We're just talking about making music and the album she's been working on and that she was going to record it this weekend, uh, record half of it this weekend, the second half, and um kind of talking about that so one thing you one thing you said this is a good sentence here i'm thinking a lot about artistic expression and isolation and what it means to work without an intended audience so i'm curious to hear your thoughts uh thoughts on on those hydri um yeah a lot of that um i was talking to a good friend of mine um in in minneapolis and we were just kind of talking about feelings that we were having about early stages of quarantine and issues that were both coming up for us. And, and the, the, the question of sort of our own, the way we identify ourselves, our perceived identity, our real identity, whatever, whatever it is and how that can be in flux with certain people and different audiences and how we perform and don't perform. Um, I just think that you know, I'm lucky enough to live with someone so I'm not completely alone but I also was experiencing a lot of loss of uh, connecting with people and being with people. And I don't, I don't feel like socializing is performative in any way that's bad, but, but it is, right? I mean, this, this in a way almost is a performance, us talking, but then other people are watching, mm -hmm. right? And so like, I don't know, I guess as someone who thrives being around people, like, what does it mean for who I am when people are not around me? Mm -hmm. You know, and then if I, you know, I'm not a full-time musician. I'm not a full-time anything. I just, I, I do, I do like, I do three main things in my life, kind of four things, but they're all part-time. And mm -hmm. so all different parts of my identity are affirmed in all of those different ways. And sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't. But like, am I a musician if, nobody's hearing or seeing what I'm doing. You know, am I an educator if I don't feel like I'm helping people and I'm getting that like interaction with people one-to-one? -one? Um, and then like, who am I if I'm not a musician, an educator, a creative? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Does any of that make yeah. any sense whatsoever? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to send you some like Indian philosophy. <laughs> I came to the of like, who am I, you know, kinds of kinds of a sitting with yourself kinds of questions for sure yeah I definitely know what you mean and and i think too like a, a lot of being a musician because i don't do it professionally i i really do get to pick and choose what i share with people and i i really enjoy that i really like the fact that um i don't answer to anyone but myself and what i share and how i share it and what i write or anything like that um and of course I'm influenced by other people, but if I don't choose to 
again, interact in traditional ways as a musician, which it, being a traditional musician outside of quarantine seemed very straightforward to me, right? Like you release music, you perform music, you share music with people. But like, I didn't know what it looked, I don't know what it looks like now. I guess it looks like this, right? Us talking, us doing like a live concert. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe there's nothing else to say about it, but those are the thoughts, that's, that's sort of explaining the, the thought process behind that. Well, I mean, working without an intended audience, I guess I'm, I'm wondering about that. You know, you, you do videos of yourself, live videos where you're, you're playing with guitar ideas, you're, you're you know, you had your Riff a Day uh, project <laughs> going on for, for how long, how long did you do that? Um, I tried to do it every calendar year for the past three years. I did it in December of uh, 19 because I, I was doing it because She Shreds was like doing it and it created like a little bit of community and motivation for me to do it. But they didn't do it in the 19 year and then they did it in January of 20. So I was like, I'm gonna do this every year. So I did it in December and then I did it in January. So it looked like I did it two months back to back because that's what I did, but I didn't <laughs> intend it to be that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, okay, so you yeah. have these, you know, these types of performances that you're offering um, to an audience, but I'm also wondering about are you doing any songwriting right now? And are you thinking about an audience or what you might do with those songs now? Or what is, what's there? Um, I'm just looking at this question. Sorry, I got a little shit. What's the project? Oh, Emily Jane Powers? Like me? Maybe? I don't know. Um, your question was about songwriting. I got distracted. Yeah, you know, you're, 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 <laughs> what it means to work without an intended audience. Like, oh yeah, you know, the, the songwriting part of things, are you thinking at all about an audience? Are you, are you songwriting now? Yeah, so I would say that when I was trying to wrap up and get ready for the next round of recording, right when we were gonna like go into the studio, um, those songs that I was writing had the intention of going with the record, right? And mm -hmm. being heard by people in the formal, like this is an Emily Jane Powers album and this is like what that is. Um, so I was really focused on that and then quarantine started and then I thought, well, this is an opportunity to rewrite all of that. I mean, my husband jokes because I'd write something and share it with him and he'd be like, are you rewriting the other half of the record? And I was like, I have no idea. So I think for me, if I sit down and write something and it sounds like it could be on a record, right? An Emily Jane Powers record, I'll keep it as like, this is a possible list for me. And then if I'm writing something, like I, I write that weird guitar stuff that I do, like I do that like every day, every other day. And sometimes mm -hmm. I share it and sometimes I don't. I also forget all of that stuff immediately the second I do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't really consider any of that songwriting. That's just like me practicing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so some of that stuff sparks an idea for a song. So I, I am working on instrumental work like instrumental songs that might go somewhere, might not. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard. I think sometimes I do sit down and I say, I'm gonna write something for the record. And other times I'm just gonna sit down and write. But I don't think that it changes whether people are gonna hear it or not. I don't know. What you're writing. And how I write it, yeah. Isn't shaped by thinking about an audience. 
No, other than does it fit on a record. But if I'm defining what the record is, then, and it's not really shaped by what I, I don't know. I'm going to share the record because I want to share it, not because like I think that I'm writing it for my friends. I'm not like mm -hmm. sitting down writing a song for my friends. I don't know. When you're sitting down and writing, what is that? What is your, are you, do you sit down? Is that what you do? Do you sit down? Um, the what does I it look do like the process? No, I stand. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> I, actually, I feel more powerful when I stand and I can use my pedal board more effectively. Like yeah. stand. I didn't realize that until like four years ago that like I have to stand when I, when I write music. Um, yeah, so I write. I would normally write in the practice space because I can be as loud as I want. And I I have a really, really loud voice. Just what I sing, I can get really loud. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where I can get all my ideas out. And so I don't do that at home. When I'm at home, I just play guitar quietly to myself. Um, and I do play, I can write songs here, but I just feel like I'm always worried about the noise. Like I write quiet songs when I'm at home and it's not the kind of music I want to be writing right now. So, so are you feeling restricted right now? I do. Yeah. I also live, um, I've got musicians in the building. Um, and I, you know, we're all playing music and sometimes all at the same time, but, uh, they don't play electric music and yeah. And I don't want to sing at full volume. Like no one wants to hear that. I don't want I don't want anyone to hear that. Like when you're coming up with ideas, like, oh, yeah. you know, that's, <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's definitely putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel restricted, but I can also write music that I don't have to be loud. So like, why not just write some quiet stuff? Yeah. Or put my headphones on and plug right into my, my computer. I've been doing that. I can plug right into my computer and just crank it and then. That's what I've been doing. Okay. Around. So when you're, when you're at your practice space and you're writing something, mm -hmm. do you, you're, you're singing, you're playing, are you recording it? Do you listen back? Like, how do you, how do you latch on to an idea and then flesh it out? Um, I use a looping pedal. So I'll loop something and play it over and over again. Um, but pretty much for the past five to eight years, my test of whether it's a true idea is whether or not I come back to the space the next day. And I remember what I did. Okay. So that's always been my test. Um, sometimes I do use my phone to record things, but and jot down some notes. But oftentimes I've just gone with that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm just looking at the notes that you had sent to. Yeah. To kind of see if there's anything else to. Oh yeah, it is uh, Riff a Day. Yeah. Oh, that was the project. Oh yeah, yeah. Please feel free to send Emily yeah. any questions you have. Uh, yeah. Comments. My Riff a Day stuff is in the highlights of my uh, Instagram profile. If you want to listen to any of that, it's not like recorded any or released anywhere. Again, those are just my like practice guitar things. I guess I think you kind of spoke to this, but you know this. You say the quarantine time has changed my perception of time, the ways I seek validation. I'm interested in that, that phrase, the ways I seek validation. What do you mean by that? Um, yeah, I mean, I like 
being in a group of people and like telling a joke and making other people laugh. I feel validated by that. I feel validated when I'm playing for people in a group, like playing, playing for a group of people in a room and someone likes it. That feels really mm -hmm. validating. Um, you know, so I'm trying to seek validation in different ways. Um, and I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I think that everyone does that. Um, I seek validation in my work and my music. And because I can't perform, I wonder if I'm more or less likely, I don't know, to share music with people I ordinarily wouldn't. Like, so Josh, to your question about do uh, any of the Riff the Days become actual songs? Like I had thought of, well, quarantine would be a great time to go through my three years of riffs. I've got like 90 of them that are archived. I wouldn't remember them otherwise. And maybe I'll release them. Maybe that will feel, again, to your question, Jessica, that would feel validating, right? It would maybe make that project feel more real. Um, I don't, I don't know. But again, I feel lucky to live with someone that can give me validation, you know. But I don't want to like wear them out. I was hey, gonna say him doing? and the cats are probably, or is it a cat? Probably. Oh, uh, cat! But he likes, he likes the cat likes Alec more than me. It's a known oh, no. fact. That's everyone, everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to be um, a professional musician? Would you like that? I don't know. I've, I've toyed with that idea. Um, I mean, God, it sounds romantic, doesn't it? Like, let me quit my job and do that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I'm at a place where I'd be, I'd be open to things. Um, I know how hard it is. And I know how fickle it is to try to, not, not from my own experience, right, but just people that I'm close to um, that do that. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do it. Are there any other, as we talk, is there anything else that kind of comes up for you around music or your, your recent experience with, with your music and songwriting or any, any of that under that umbrella? Um... Not necessarily. I, I do feel like quarantine's given me some opportunities to collaborate with some people that I um, might not have otherwise, just because we were distracted with other things. Um, so I'm thinking more about collaboration. I, I feel like I used to collaborate a lot more than I do now. I mean, I have a, because I have a steady band, so I used to not have a band. And so I would pull other people in for other things. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a steady band. And so I'm thinking about that more. Yeah, how I can get more people involved in it. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I have, to, I have to say, to go back to your question about whether I'd want to be a professional musician, I am often haunted by that question. Um, as to whether or not I am missing an opportunity to, to try something. Um, I don't mean to like go back to that and like no, actually go, go, now go show everyone that I'm like obsessed with that, but <laughs> um, no, I'm curious to hear like, yeah. you, what do you wonder about? Um, well, I mean like the way that anyone would, you wonder what your own potential could be to reach more people. I mean, that's mm -hmm. like, if, if that's if part of it is like, that's the intention, right. To get more people to listen to it. Um, mm -hmm. you don't know until you do it. Um, I also do really like having study work like that's important to me. And I think the unpredictable nature of being a professional musician um, 
financially could could be really hard for me. Um, yeah, especially right now. Especially right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wake up every morning that I, I go to do my job, I wake up and I'm so grateful for my health, for my job, for the health of my family, you know, yeah. for my family members that still can work. It's, um, yeah, yeah, so, but not a good time to really indulge that thought. Personally, what? I'm not speaking for anyone else, yeah. Right, right. Um, <laughs> what, if anything, do you have to share about what's, what's helped you cope, like getting through your days? Any tips that you would offer somebody who's having a hard time, like, kind of getting through the day-to-day -day right now? Mm. Um, I got to think of things that I actually do, because the things like exercise and eat well are not things that I'm doing, but I probably should do. Uh -huh. um, I, I guess what, what helps me is just to check in, to, to be social again, because I, I want to be around people. I try to find a replacement for that. Um, and then limit your news intake. Um, mm -hmm. That has, has really helped. I think you and I maybe, I can't remember if, if it was us that were talking about it, that the first like couple weeks of quarantine, I was putting my phone in a different room when I went to bed because I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and look at it. Oh man, terrified. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's just, a good idea. And don't feel don't feel bad about indulging in things that, you know, I don't know, like binge watching a show or any shows in like particular. That. I'm actually not watching TV, um, but I know no. that that makes other people feel good to indulge in things that like aren't hurting yourself or other people, but that might feel silly. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, for me, it's probably cleaning this room right now. I feel so proud about this room. I'm like looking around it and I'm like, dang, I did a good job. I want Alex to get in here and say, I did a good job. <laughs> you want that validation. I want that validation. When I go to the yeah. grocery store, I want them to look at the fridge and say, wow, you did a great job. Because I did a great job. <laughs> do, we need, do we need to bring Alec in here? And, and oh my God, him? no. No, he's not allowed. Okay. Um, no, I always think about that, that, that Simpsons episode where, like, the teachers go on strike and Lisa's, like, in the kitchen and she's like, grade me, assess me, or uh, tell me I'm good <laughs> to, to our mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Do you have any, any parting thoughts before we, before we close out today? No, I'm just so grateful that you're, that you're doing this and you're inviting people into it and um, sharing both your artistic knowledge and professional knowledge. I feel like I, I really have always admired you as an, as an artist. And I think that this is a new, a new sort of thing that you're offering people that's um, just always inspired by you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. And thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming on. Have a good rest of your rainy Saturday. Thank and, you. Uh, you too. Okay. Okay. All right. Do I just click the I just click the exit button and I go away, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. I think so. I, I, yeah, okay. 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 That was Emily Jane Power. She clearly figured it out. I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn on my amp here because I wanted to try a new uh, audio setup for my song today. Um just been trying to close with a song. Hey, Chris. 
Um, let me know if this sounds good or bad. This is an older song, it's called Empty Life. Thanks for sticking around and listening. Um, I'm Jessica Risker. We had Emily Jane Powers on today. And tomorrow we've got Owen Ashworth. Uh, that'll be 2.30 tomorrow, Sunday. I'm um, really looking forward to talking to him. And, uh, yeah, you can check out the old episodes on YouTube. I've got a link in my bio to them. Um, had a really good one with Lizzie Tanner yesterday. Um, and got some great ones coming up. So stay safe. Try to get outside today. And that's for Emily. And, um, oh, Emily, I totally forgot. Thanks, Josh. 
I'm so sorry that I forgot to ask you where people can listen to your music and, and support your music. You can definitely go on her Instagram and find it. I'm trying to... I had a note and everything to write that down. She's got a band camp, Emily Jane Powers. So uh, check it out. Support her music. She's got some records, beautiful record. Um, and, and thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Try to get outside a little bit today. Talk to somebody. And we'll be back tomorrow at 2.30 for music therapy. Instagram band camp, Emily says. Okay. All right. Thanks. See you guys tomorrow. Bye.